Let me uh-huh. tell you, just really quick diversion right here. The Tennessee Titans, they are as ugly yes. as a team can be. You better believe Okay, it, it is one of the uh-huh. worst offenses. In fact, I think it's the second worst offense in the National Football League. <laughs> I, I don't want to ask the what absolute, the first one. <laughs> whatever. Well, yes. Okay, but anyway, it is the absolute worst pass defense mm-hmm. in the National Football League. Yeah. But you know what? It is a team that plays. It is a team that does not have a wide receiver one. I don't mm-hmm. even think they have a wide receiver two. No, really. They might have they a wide don't. receiver yeah. two and a half. Mm-hmm. Okay. And when you think about Robert Woods, on top of that, it's like he's a good player, but he's, he's never not been a, he's a not high a two. end number yeah, one, high end number two. two. Right. He's, he's a not guy. even a juju. Think like about, he's a two and a half. Because in, in LA, he had a Cooper Cup. He had a Brandon yes. Cooks. He had a Cooper Cup, or he had a I'm, I'm drawing a blank on the other guy that was out there with him. But he's always had additional not help. Not Odell. You Absolutely. mean like before? Yeah, Odell. before Odell. Yes, Correct. but even then, the Titans acknowledge who they are. They're going to have to gut everything out. They're uh-huh. going to have to fight till the end. They're going to have to ride Derrick Henry in Absolutely. every way they can, and they'll have to bring pressure with that front. Absolutely. And you know what? That's what they do. And they don't care if they win ugly because they just win. So don't try to be something that mm-hmm. you're not. I would agree. And so to that point, the Steelers' calling card, in my mind, has to be that defense. And I acknowledge T.J. Watt is not there. But it is almost more alarming to me that this is a team that has five sacks in the last six games. Yeah, and that, <clears throat> and that okay, is something explain, that they have yeah. to be better at. Now, when you're talking about the sacks, too, it's a lot of things that kind of went into it. So when we talk about this Dolphins game specifically, some of it was them guys blocking them up front. Okay. The other part of it was to getting rid of that ball very, very fast. But the problem is when you're talking about the lack of consistent pressure, that's the stuff where it's the disconnect, and some of that does boil down to guys winning their one-on-ones. Um, Malik Reed, he won a one-on-one, but he wasn't winning enough of them. Alex Highsmith, similar concepts, right? Interior D lineman. But when you're looking at this performance – they were able to get out of that stadium, right? So to speak, in terms of having multiple chances to win it at the end. Okay, so... But it changes. But hold on. But this is where it changes. An offense like Miami, it's explosive, but it's still very stagnant in terms of them play-by-play. Right. When you're talking about a Tampa, or a traditional Tampa, not this new version of Tampa, but like the regular version of Tampa, or even that Buffalo team, you can't just have one pressure, one QB hit, and think that that's going to be enough. And that, to me is the part where we're like, hey, man, we've identified this. This is where you have to improve upon that. Now, some of that is personnel, though. Okay, but how much can you scheme? Like, not everybody has a TJ Watt. We keep sitting here yeah, and looking, Arthur, absolutely. and saying, okay, well, there's no TJ, so that's why. Yeah. But not everybody has a TJ Watt. But can the difference you scheme also is pressure? this. So you can scheme pressure, but... When you're thinking about not just missing T.J. Watt, but you also had the back end the past two weeks, correct, have been leaking as well, right? Yeah. Akella Witherspoon, he's been out for four weeks now. Right. That was supposed to be your but number let one. Me tell you, let me tell you that secondary two oh, no, weeks no. ago. Josh Jackson, Elijah Riley, Quincy Wilson, absolutely. They overachieved. But would you want those guys going into a regular season saying they're going to be your starters for 17 games? You're not even going to say yes to that. So when we're talking about scheming up that pressure, Yes, you would want to blitz, but the pros and cons to the blitz are you're going to leave those guys out there on islands. So if you're not confident that they can win those one-on-ones consistently, that's the disconnect. So now you're trying to play the long game. And what the the Steelers have done is this. We're going to play our Tampa 2. We're going to play cover 3. We're going to make you keep snapping this ball. We're not going to get a ton of sacks. We're not going to get a ton of pressure, but just keep executing. And what we've seen are teams can move the ball 20 to 20 on them. But when it's time to get in the red zone, that field condenses. It's very hard to score touchdowns on them. So that's kind of their approach to it. So even though it's not as exciting, 
it's still very similar to that Titans approach in the sense of it's going to be really ugly, but we just want to get him right down here to this condensed part of the field where now speed doesn't matter. So for those younger DBs, those inexperienced guys, you're not having to worry about covering a guy 30, 40 yards downfield because what, 20 and in. I can either give you max coverage, so now it's not as many lanes for you to see, or if I do decide to blitz a guy, it still has to come out way faster, so it's a lot easier for those guys. So that's kind of been their approach. But this is really one of those things where you talk about injuries at all the different levels, the D-line, how they've had to shuffle guys around.